Hey Candy Fam, this is Nate from Talking Candy. We want to let you know that this audio podcast is a recording from a weekly YouTube series on the Talking Candy YouTube channel. We often reference charts and other visual aids throughout the show that in our opinion improve the overall experience. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe so that you can stay informed on everything in the world of candy each and every week. We have a bunch sold. Wait, what? There's quite a few sales already. Did, 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 they, did they sell out already? Or are there still some? Let's oh yeah, they, they are. The are they 1200 gone? are gone already. We're already gone, so really? Wow. Let, less than five minutes. What's up, Candy Fam? My name is Nate, that's David, and this is the Talking Candy Weekly Update. Each week, we take a seat and give you an idea of what you need to be paying attention to in the world of candy. And while David and I each have collections of our own, this is not financial advice. We are just having a good time. David, it is Cal Ripken Jr. Rookie Collection Drop Day. It is dropping in just a couple minutes. We pushed our recording. I'm pretty excited for this. You? Yeah, 90 seconds to go, and I'm ready to get my my rookie boxes. I'm excited that they're blind boxes that you know we don't know what we're going to get yet and uh, can't wait to find out. Yeah, so push recording to today to uh, to get this figure to be better than waiting a whole week to put any content out on it. So going to jump in the queue. We'll have a little conversation in the meantime, but hopefully we get through pretty quickly and then we're each going to rip a couple packs. But quickly in the in the meantime here, I just wanted to real fast show that we had a very cool sale this week, which was the Vladimir Guerrero 2021 one of one, huge sale, 19th biggest sale all time, and that went for 12,500. So didn't wanna miss highlighting that at the top of the show. With that, we'll, uh, we'll keep the focus on, on Ripken for now, and then we'll talk a little bit about the, the Titans of week five that have dropped. We had a particularly interesting week in terms of different lineups and things of that nature. So we will definitely get into that. Uh, but yeah, 20 seconds from the from the rookie box drop and it'll be cool to see what this looks like. Yeah, 20 seconds. And I don't believe there will be a, a queue like we've been used to with Titans. I think it's just gonna be a, a quick free for all, but it shouldn't matter too much. I don't think anyone's particularly worried about getting their hands on a box. Uh, there are only 1200, but I think we should be good to go. And here we go. Let's get those purchases in. All right, so that didn't really queue at all, it seemed like. Kind of just went right into it. Yeah, I think it's just going to let us take a stab at it. I am almost done buying all of the ones that I want. I'm in. I went with three. Mm. I don't know. I'm going to open them. I'm going to open at least two. I wouldn't mind hitting an epic on my first one. See what happens. Pull this open here. Okay, I've got all the ones that I want. Let me just quickly get set up so we can get our screens out there and we'll we'll get ripping. See what we got. So the way this works is that each pack has one Cal Ripken Jr. card in it. You've got a chance at the four different rarities. The legendary is going to be auctioned off, so that's its own thing. But the options in here are core through epic. There are 700 cores, which is 58% of the packs, 330 uncommons, which is 28% of the packs, 120 rares, which is 10%, and 50 epics, which is 4%. So 
that's what we have as potential things. So really we're looking to rip that epic. And then just a quick look at the, the other information here, just a reminder that if you do hold an epic, whether you rip it or buy it on the secondary, if you hold it for the 831 snapshot, the anybody that's holding an epic is going to get an IRL printout of the of the card with the uh, Cal Ripken Jr. signature. So that's a cool new layer. And then mm -hmm. anybody holding any Cal Ripken Jr. card on 831 is going to be entered into a snapshot that's going to have 170 plaques, rookie rookie of the year plaques, airdropped. So that's just another little wrinkle to that. And then the last piece is on September 14th. You need one Cal Ripken card in addition to the 30 of uh, Hall of Fame cards. So 31 total. That snapshot is going to net you a Ken Griffey Jr. chaser. So those are the three snapshots to know about. Two of them are the same on 831 and one is on 914. So that's pretty much the scoop on that. And uh, I guess since I've got mine pulled up already, I'll rip first. You good to go? I am all set. All right. Let's, let's, let's see this. what this looks like. 111, look 111. That sounds pretty lucky. I think so. I think so. I haven't opened a pack in a while, so I'm excited for this. All right, so it's just a straight reveal, no no pop. All right, just the core. Number just the 203. Core. Okay. I'm going to jump in, and I'm going to open one more. I'm going to sit on one of these packs as... As is the case, I like to do that. I'll I'll keep the 110. I'll open the 109. All right, number two. Give me that epic. Over two. Two cores. Two cores. Okay, that's, that, that's the name of the game sometimes. Well, then I'm ready. Um, I'm going to rip two as well. Okay. And then I got a couple extra that I'm going to sit on. One of the interesting dynamics, and we mentioned this last week, is that there is just a seven-day window to pull these epics. And so whether I rip my remaining packs or whether I try and resell them for a small profit, it's going to depend on how the next seven days go. If people start pulling those epics left and right, there's not going to be as much value in reselling these packs because all of the good stuff could be gone. Right. You know, with such a limited number, we're going to have a very finite information system about what we've got left. So are you good for me to throw it over to your screen share? Yes, okay. I've got... Pack number 194 and 195, ready to rip. Oh, got to pull up the stream. And there we are. Looks there like it's moving. So let's just hop right into it with 194 and unwrap. Single thumbtack and a core. Core number 396. Nothing special there. Um, And then 195. I'd like for at least one of us to get one non-core, yep. but... <laughs> The, the odds are not in our favor, but... Okay. 195. Reveal. Ooh, number three, oh, though. That's kind of cool. Number three. Number three. I, I'm pleased with that. I, I mean, it could have closed the loops there and made number eight. Would have been even happier. But uh, but number three is pretty good. Yeah. I'll take a single digit, even if it is just a core. Not too bad. Happy with that. Not too bad. So let's see. What do we got with, with some immediate action here? Throw my screen back up. Going to the marketplace. Obviously, as is always the case, we've got some packs being relisted right away. 34 listed. We have a bunch sold. Wait, what? There's quite a few sales already. Did, did, did they did they sell out already? Or are there still some? Let's oh yeah, they, they are. The oh, 1200 gone? are gone already. We're already and gone. So really? That, wow. 
le- less than five minutes, and people are already taking some profits. That's interesting. That's interesting to see. I wonder how well this is going to keep up. It looks like the floor price is currently fifty dollars, mm-hmm. um, but I'm not sure how how long that's going to hold up for. Wow, that sold out super quickly. We were busy ripping and didn't even pay attention the way that we usually do. <laughs> but I guess when you've got 1,200 packs that are only $25, it's a pretty enticing price point. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to be cool to see what these what these continue to do. We're seeing sales come in at 50 bucks now. Let's see what the, the cards are doing. So we got an epic listing here. Let's see what we got. We've got uh, two epics listed, none sold. One for five thousand, one for fifth, uh, mm-hmm. one for five hundred. Now that five hundred listing, that doesn't sound unreasonable. Seem, it does not sound unreasonable when when you're looking at those odds of what's going to come inside. Mm-hmm. At twenty five dollars a pop for twenty five chances, it's going to cost you on average over five hundred to yeah, pull the epic. I think over a little over so six hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. And then you that's that's just for the NFT. This is unique where we actually have the. The IRL signature that you're going to get too, so I would imagine that that bumps it. So mm-hmm. yeah, this is going to be fun to watch and see where that ends up. Let's take a look at some of the others. Let's see what the cores. Fifteen dollar listing, twelve dollar listing. We're seeing these sell for mostly fifteen bucks. Starting to see some undercuts. I might list one of my cores right now. Hold the other for a shot at the um, at the plaque. Oh yeah, I definitely have to hold at least one just to get that shot because uh, it's 170 different plaques available. Uh, I believe they did mention on Discord that you can only win one. And so each extra copy you're holding is an extra entry to win. Um, so that's, you know, having multiple cores will will increase your likelihood. But it does mean that there's going to be 170 unique winners. And so it's not that unreasonable to think that you might be one of them. Mm-hmm. Especially if there's, you know, only a few hundred people who participated in the drop before it sold out. Uh, that's going to increase your own odds considerably. Definitely. So, let's see here. Is there anything else worth... Uh, this is going to be a pretty quick episode. So, we, we pushed it today to be able to record this. It's just been a busy week. Uh, there's not a ton of new news. And also need to allow for enough time to, to render out this video and, and put the mm-hmm. put the edit together. So... Not going to be a super long episode, but is there anything else that you wanted to, to discuss on the Ripken stuff or Hall of Fame stuff before we before we talk Titans at all? Only that I, I'm still just in, in love with this product that they've put together. You know, I, I only have... Actually, no, I, I forgot. I, I bought a uh, McCovey Epic the other day because I wanted to round out my McCovey Rainbow. And so... But I've been going back and back to look at that, uh, that Muxy Rare that I picked up before. And it is just incredible, but I have not actually watched the McCovey Epic yet. I picked that up yesterday, and I just forgot to, to give it a watch. But, you know, that's something that, I don't know, I just love these assets. I, I love the interactive element to them. And, I don't know, I just hope Candy can maintain this level of quality on their products moving forward. Agreed. I think that these... Uh... These epics are pretty cool. Let's see, did we get a sale up? Yeah, that that five hundred dollars sold already. So now we've got three listings. Two are at two thousand. Here, sorry, I should have my screen up. <laughs> two listings at two thousand. One at forty one hundred. And what could very well end up being the cheapest uh, epic that we see sell 
today at 500. But you never know. You never know. We've seen, you know, we've seen that when a, something gets sold like that, it can entice other people to just list it at a similar price mm-hmm. because they saw, saw that there's demand at that price. But there are so few of these, and that that real life autograph to me is the kicker. Where that's a that's a really cool piece that is obviously holds its own value as a collectible. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool. Let's see. All right, you want to uh, you want to jump over into to some Titan chat here? Uh, yeah, let's look at this week's Titans. Cool. So we'll, um, we will were... definitely we will definitely come back to the Cal Ripken stuff next week and take a look at what some of these other sales are. And I'm going to keep a pulse on it as well while we're talking Titans. But yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to mention that, that there were 10 again this week. That does seem to continue to be the standard. Um, and, and this week it was mostly uh, lineup one. It was uh, eight players from lineup one and then uh, two players from, from other lineups. Uh, this, I had that in front of me a second ago. Um, two players from lineup five, which would be uh, Bo Bichette and Avicel Garcia. Uh, but everyone else featured this week was from lineup one. So it looks like they are trying to, to mostly start from the beginning and work forward while peppering in some players from other lineups uh, just to kind of keep it interesting. Yeah, so... Uh, I've got a little bit more information listed out on on these five players. So all these guys are from week five. We obviously, we just had week six get minted, but not airdropped yet. That'll be on Friday. So these mm-hmm. are the, the top five floors out of the 10 that were air, airdropped last Friday. J-Rod being the obvious top gun here. We've seen only one sale so far. His floor is holding at a pretty high value, holding at, at the value around where the max epics were being sold at, which hasn't always been the case. But anytime you have a quality of player like J-Rod, that's going to it's gonna raise the floor. So it's a, a number of factors, as we always talk about, and the quality of the player is a huge one. But this is a cool list because the five that are not on here out of the 10 from week five, of the five that I don't have listed because they're on the lower end, four of them were from lineup one. One of them was from lineup three, which was Jean Segura. And those are all in the $25 to $35 range. Bregman is the one lineup one that cracked the top five here. He's still only sitting at 42. And that creates an interesting conversation because it means we've got this contrast between Randall Gritchick and Alex Bregman, where Gritchick is three times the price of Bregman even though Bregman is having the better season. Bregman is, you know, he's hotter than a toasted cheese it right now. And Grichik <laughs> is, you know, Grichik's having a decent year too, but it's, it's not, they're not in the same category of player. So it's not like he's having a bad year, but this is just simply a, a matter of supply. And one of the most interesting things about Grichik is that we saw his, uh, we saw his, Titans getting listed around $60, $70 in the beginning, which is roughly where his epics landed, or even a little bit above where his epics landed on on the day of Titan burning or the week of Titan burning. But those got bought up quickly. We've seen 12 Titan sales, which might be the most of any Titan so far. I'm not sure. Maybe some, some lineup one guys, but certainly of a lineup six. The fact that that floor has made its way up to 130, to me, it looks like people making plays on a Titan that could very well end up being one of the lowest minted in the in the set of 200. So what that means in the long run, who knows? There's no type of set affiliated with this yet, 
but there is a, a scarcity there at only 46 minted. It's one of the lowest mint counts of any card we've seen of anything so far. So interesting to see that that is sitting at the same floor of a guy like Hunter Green who has rookie appeal. I put the little mm -hmm. RC badge on J-Rod and Green. Those are things that are important to know. But the the Gritcha card is going to be a, a very interesting one to, to watch play out. It's going to be cool to see if we have anybody else that mints that low. We definitely won't see it from anybody in lineups one or two, probably not even three, but five through six, or sorry, four through six all have that potential. So I don't know if there's mm -hmm. anything else that in particular that, that you were noticing. Uh, well, I did look into those Gritchick sales just to see if it was one person scooping or a variety of people. And eight of the 12 sales were actually made by the same account. Interesting. An account in an account that had already minted one themselves. Hmm. So they're sitting on nine now. So if just if just that one account decides that those aren't going anywhere, then that's already effectively reduced his available supply from 46 down to 37. And when you combine that with just the kind of perfect storm that we saw last week with Grichik coming in alongside J-Rod and Acuna, uh, those two stars, they stole a lot of the a lot of the attention that week and that allowed Grichik to kind of fly under the radar more than he otherwise might have. And, and so I, I think that's a big part of the reason why he only minted 46. We might still see someone hit that low in one of these future weeks. Personally, I, I'm doubtful of it. I could be wrong, but I think 46 could be the actual lowest mark we hit. And when you throw in the fact that someone's holding almost 10 of those, it feels even more bottled neck than just that yeah to a point that you've made before you know having that having that distraction of two huge players from two late lineups in j-rod and acuna took away the ability for people to you know maybe spend some fun money on a on an additional titan that they weren't potentially planning on doing originally so we've seen other guys you know, gain gain momentum in weeks where there wasn't necessarily a whole lot to distract you from it. But when you had money getting funneled into $750 J-Rod epics and $400 Acuna epics, it didn't leave a whole lot. You know, green was a big one too. So there was a lot of late lineup action here. It remains to be seen what type of mix we see going forward. We also, through the first six weeks of Titan Burning, have seen a very slow trickle of the leadoff series packs getting distributed so they've maintained a uh, you know they've maintained doing a good job of not flooding what would be an impactful supply of mm -hmm. the players that are being burned so like we said like we've been saying not asking for a complete lack of distribution but at a trickle that is slow enough to not material impact burn day and they've done that so far so as long as they continue with the same format it seems like we've got roughly 10 people each week being rewarded with somewhere around four packs i think it is i think four packs is at least i know from one person that that received that that reward that four packs was the reward in that given week so i haven't kept super mm -hmm. close tabs beyond that but 40 packs a week pretty immaterial uh, when it comes to the volume that we're talking about here so just cool stuff to look at no no excessive analysis here you know i think that we're finally getting to a place where we have enough titans that we're going to start to be able to analyze it with some deeper data and start to create a hierarchy and be able to filter it by lineup and 
uh, supply. And now we've got a good number of guys that have been minted below 100, which we've discussed, I don't see as being a bad thing. I think it's cool mm -hmm. that J-Rod and Acuna and Green all have less. You know, it makes them that much more scarce. This, this Hunter Green card is a really intriguing card. He's not having a good year, but it's a rookie card. It's his debut card. It's the highest rarity that you can get, and there's only 72 of them. So that's a really cool long-term play. If you're a Reds fan, if you're a Hunter Green fan, or if you just like prospecting, that is a really cool asset that not everybody could get one. And and we saw, you know, we saw 18 of them get left on the table. Or sorry, 28 of them get left on the table. So these are going to to play out over time the same way that we've seen the the other other packs other series in that ultimately the player will win out and i think that that's important to keep in mind but at the same time there are things like gritchick to be paying attention to where a mint count that low has intrigue no matter what because there's just never going to be a huge amount of supply to you know to satisfy the the buyers if at some point there becomes a reason gritchick could heat up and and have his his 15 minutes where there's a lot of attention on him or there could be some type of set where he becomes a bottleneck and now one person owns 20% of the supply that leaves us with very few available for anybody looking to to do some type of collection so it's all intriguing mm -hmm. to watch it's a cool set of cards it's not something you want to be uh, you know minting specifically to flip although we're seeing with Gritchick it played out that maybe that would have worked out but across the board most of these guys are sitting at floors around what it would have cost you or a little bit less than what it would have cost you to mint the day of by buying the pieces. Right. And, and that day of distinction is important. If it is something where you're motivated by those profits, you really have to plan in advance and get those cheaper prices. Because if you can consistently recoup day of costs, then chances are you had an opportunity at some point to get in for half that amount. And if you wanted, take those profits. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, for example, the my Acuna, I was I was accumulating Acuna cards when lineup four dropped, and there was a huge amount of supply, big influx into the marketplace. I think my cheapest core that I picked up was five bucks. That was a one-off, but I picked up a lot of them for ten dollars, and I put together the pieces for Acuna for somewhere around two hundred dollars, and that had enough. There was enough of a, a gap there in in the attention cycle where there is room for for some profit if i were to choose to sell it it's still sitting in my collection at the moment no immediate plans for what i'm going to do with it but it adds a little bit more decision making because i my entry point was earlier but if you if you buy the day of it's probably sitting around what you paid for it if not a little bit less so please continue keeping that in mind uh, when mending in a, in a given week so i uh that's all i got that's all I got. Let's uh, you know what? Let's take a real quick look over at uh, at Ripken here. Let's jump into the marketplace. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna be a little surprised, I think. What do, uh, the, what do we got? The current pack floor is seventy dollars. Wow. And there have been numerous sales in the '60s, and we've seen some hit the low '70s just now. It looked like things were gonna settle at about fifty dollars or so, but as quickly as people were listing them. They were getting snatched right back up. Yeah, pretty so, thin floor at seventy if... as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thin floor at seventy scales up quickly from there. Only twenty-eight listings of those packs 
already almost 200 have been sold, which is a sixth of the supply changing hands mm-hmm. really quickly. I don't think either of us were expecting. No, definitely uh, not. Expecting cool. this. No. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Let's see what the rest of the floors are sitting at for the individual cards. So core is still sitting about where we saw them before 13. Uh, uncommons at 32. So right above pack value rares with a nice return. And we've now got a listing at a thousand dollars on the floor, which feels a little bit more in line with, with what my guess was anyway, not that it was founded in anything other than, uh, but yeah, so this, this $500 sale is still looking pretty low at the moment, but it's still very early. We're only 23 minutes after one o'clock Eastern. So mm-hmm. six listed, one sold. And of the six listed, one of them is 300,000. Oh, that's the, the Jersey. So the that's Jersey, Jersey eight has been pulled. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's listed for 300 K. We've got number 10 listed for 10 K. And then like we said, a couple, couple still sitting there at 4,100, 2,000, 1,000 bucks. So yeah, something that's going to continue to be, continue to be interesting to watch. And yeah, super cool that the packs are, are seeing that, that resale value. That's always, always good to see. Always good to see that the demand is higher than the supply. That's what candy needs to keep doing. If they're going to keep releasing product, which rubs certain people a certain type of way, you know, and not to say that I don't understand that point. I absolutely do. But if it's going to be done anyway, if there are partnership agreements in place that they have to execute on, then we want to see things like this that are selling out immediately and that are going to have resale value. That was one of the things that that got people so intrigued with the the 2021 set was my at least my personal interpretation was that it was like profit sharing right let's reward the people that are coming in here where you know candy's going to make money on the retail sale the person that is is getting in on the drops is going to make some money on resale if they choose to do that or they're just going to get a a collectible that is way under market value on the secondary market and that allows for everybody to, to maintain excitement about it. And it just comes down to supply and demand. That's all there really is to it. And it looks like that they uh, they got it right on this one, at least in the short term. We did see an initial spike on the Hall of Fame stuff a couple weeks ago. Those have come down back to around retail price. Uh, we'll see where that heads. But again, anytime we see new excitement on a product drop that is, you know, these packs are 3x their initial value at the moment. We'll, uh, we'll see where that goes. So I don't know if there's any closing words that you have just a few one thing that i I really liked about this cal ripken drop is how involved cal ripken himself has been he's made several tweets about it he's recorded videos for it he himself seems enthusiastic about the partnership with candy and these digital assets and it's refreshing to have someone being a part of this product who is engaged with it and we've tried to to try and focus on people who are similarly engaged as well. Uh, when we spoke with Jordan Romano and Ross Stripling, it was not because they're, they're players who know what candy is, but because they've actually engaged with the product and can relate with us on that level, as opposed to, to maybe some players who are finding out about it for the very first time. And Cal, for his part, seems to be engaged with the product. I think that goes a long way. And so I really liked seeing that. And then, I mean, the other thing is... We, with the Hall of Fame drop, uh, we do have that snapshot coming up in mid-September, September 14th, I believe, to qualify for that Griffey Chaser. And so we, we may still see a predictable rise in those values as well. 
maybe coming off of the hype of how well this drop has at least started, uh, but also people who were waiting to find the bottom before they put their set together. Uh, I know that was the approach I took. I did not put my Hall of Fame set together on day one the way I have on some previous drops, but over the past couple weeks, I was slowly piecing it together, maybe not trying to find the exact bottom, but just trying to save myself a few dollars this time instead of rushing right out the front door as soon as I could. And, and so I think we might see some more of that, some more people who, with that upcoming snapshot, are finally ready to put their Hall of Fame set together. Yeah, all good points. And I definitely agree with you on the the involvement of Ripken. The, the video that they put out, the, the thing that stuck out to me was when asked the question, why would you want to own a digital collectible? His answer was, was really thoughtful in that he didn't, he didn't really say why you definitely want a digital collectible, but his sentiment was, why would you not at least educate yourself on it? At least have mm-hmm. an understanding of what this variation of a collectible is like and see if it's something that you might enjoy. You might not, and you might, just like anything else that you could engage in in, in, your, in your spare time as collectibles and hobbyists and, and things of that nature. But his sentiment was, give it a shot see what you think. And I think that that's a really good mindset, especially somebody of his generation. It's cool to see somebody open-minded. And so great video, great to have him involved on that level. But with that, my name is Nate. That's David. This is the Talking Candy weekly update, and we will see you in the next one.